0: welcome to san francisco training camp live here on the odyssey app an exclusive odyssey production here joe shasky the butcher bonte hill as we break down training camp of the red and gold san francisco and there's a lot of storylines here obviously trey lance jimmy garoppolo the return of nick bosa Fred wonder with his fat new shiny contract shasky baby how do you want to start because guess what we're talking football again.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I'm super fired up for this season, B. And, I mean, I, I think before we can even get into this year, last year was an unmitigated disaster. You're coming off a Super Bowl loss the year before, rolling in. I thought it was the best roster that they've had in a long, long time. It ends up being a, just a quarterback bonanza of awful. Jimmy Garoppolo starts the year off throwing a high ball to, to George Kittle, who they just broken off. And it felt like that first game against Arizona was a microcosm of everything that would go wrong for this team. And it started with the injuries at the quarterback position, which led us into the offseason that was trading hell and high water to get Trey Lance.
0: And I'm not mad at that there. Let's start there, though. Let's start with the quarterback position because there is a lot to get to. The offensive line, I think, has been bolstered. They look really, really good. I like the D-line depth, both sides of the line, because always, you know how I talk, Shasky, I love the trenches. I believe championships were won in the trenches. So let's just start, though, with the most popular position in all the sports. It's the quarterback position. Jimmy Garoppolo. And Trey Lance, obviously Trey Lance selected number three overall out of North Dakota State. And Jimmy Garoppolo's been here since halfway through 2017. And look, I don't want to bash Jimmy. I don't want to, like, be one of these guys who said, ah, oh, Jimmy's not good enough. This guy's had great times in San Francisco. He's helped his franchise become relevant again. His 2019 was special. 27 touchdown passes, 13 picks, nearly 4,000 yards. And he won a lot of big gains. But after all the injuries that you spoke of last season, Shasky, the 49ers had no choice but to try to improve the quarterback room. I think they did that with Trey Letz. I think they did that with Josh Rosen. Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard just weren't good. But Jimmy Garoppolo, let's start there because we're seeing a different side of Jimmy that we haven't seen previously. He's dropping f bobs, He's dropping S-words. And he seems to have a little edge to him this time around
1: in training camp. There's no doubt he does. And to be honest with you, B, I I thought he had played his last snap for the 49ers in maybe November. You know, like he comes Mm -hmm. back to that Rams game, had battled that high ankle sprain, which now we're hearing was, you know, inches away from being completely ripped off the bone. And there there was a lot going on with Jimmy Garoppolo. Do I think he's a horrible quarterback? Absolutely not. I, I think the biggest problem with Jimmy Garoppolo... There are performance things that we can get into, but it's health. I mean, Bonte, when this guy misses games, the Niners lose. It's, it's that yeah. simple. Yeah. And that's kind of been why there's been so much drama around the quarterback position. Jimmy can play. Is he one of the top 10 players in the league? Probably not. But even on his best days, he is an upper echelon quarterback. The problem is, is that when you miss 60% of the available opportunities to play under center and another guy up in up in Seattle hasn't missed a start in 11 years, you know, you start to become a liability and not trustworthy. So. I'm actually very confident in Jimmy Garoppolo in terms of when he plays. I think the team's going to win because that's kind of what his track record's been. But Monte, they made all of these decisions because of his health. It wasn't just the play.
0: Right. Yeah, it was mostly the health because the play has been better than the average. And as you mentioned, when he's in the football game, they usually win more games. They usually win. Now they do it with a strong running game. They do it Mm -hmm. with precision passing. They don't take a lot of deep shots at all. There's not a lot of chances Kyle Shanahan takes with Jimmy Garoppolo. I get all that. They want to call him a game manager. Fine, he manages the game. But he manages manages the game usually in the right way. Now there is the Jimmy throw. But when he does throw the Jimmy O no throw, which usually means an INT, he does get better after that INT. I like the way he responds from no turnover. So, again, this is San Francisco Trading camp live an exclusive Odyssey app production here. We're going to do this every Monday and Friday at high noon, breaking down 49ers Trading camp. And, of course, we start with the quarterbacks. Look, they did move off from Trey Lance. And so far in Trading camp, Whether or not head coach Kyle Shanahan wants to say, yeah, it's no open competition. Jimmy Garoppolo is the best quarterback in the facility right now. I focus on the words right now because next week it could be Trey Lance. And so far, Shasky, what we've heard from training camp is Trey Lance looks the part. Matter of fact, let me whisper that. Trey Lance looks the part.
1: He looks really, (laughs) really good. Uh, well, I'm really excited for Trey Lance. I I think a lot of 49er fans. I would say the majority of 49er fans are excited for Trey Lance. And primarily because he's not Mac Jones, because we spent all off season thinking that oh. Mac Jones might end up being the person taken number three overall. Look, this is one of the boldest decisions the organization's ever done. I mean, you could point to a lot of different trades. They have never moved this much draft capital to move that high up into the draft to select a quarterback. This is a all in on this kid. He is going to make or break the organization and really Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are attaching their future, their third contract, because they yep. got that extension two years ago. Their third contract is directly correlated to whatever Trey Lance ends up becoming, whether that's good, bad, or somewhere in between. So right. there's no doubt about it, Bonte. The Trey Lance train is coming. The question is, yep. how long could Jimmy Garoppolo save off and, and, and keep the Trey Lance from basically arriving at our doorsteps?
0: Yeah, you know, that's the interesting thing. And I want to ask you about Trey Lance. What do you think makes fans so excited about Trey Lance? Is his ability to throw the football deep down the field? Is it, to, is it his ability to run the football? Is it because they're tired of Jimmy Garoppolo being injured and it's something new and flashy? What do you think makes 49er fans so excited about Trey Lance?
1: You know, I think it's a variety of things. Number one, I mean, he's the shiny new object that everybody wants under the Christmas tree, and you want to play with it right away. That's number one. But more importantly, I think sneakily, if you just look at the history of 49er quarterback play, they've always been at the you know, forefront of innovation. Joe Montana gets no credit for the footwork and the ability to scramble mm. that he really should be getting. I mean, uh, Ro- Roger Staubach was a guy that ran around enough to make plays with his arm. Joe Montana, part of the beauty of what made him so great was he had unbelievable footwork and he could evade the rush and still throw the ball down the field. Steve Young, I feel like, took it to a whole nother level. And really, Steve was probably 25, 30 years ahead of his right. time in terms of being able to blend the two. And there was a tough process for him to overcome of not just running out of the pocket. Jeff Garcia, Same thing. I mean, gritty guy, but he would move around in the pocket and make plays. They drafted Alex Smith to do the same thing. Unfortunately, they didn't really allow him to do that, and I think we were obsessed at the time with Peyton Manning, Tom Brady pocket-style quarterback play. So the fact that this kid isn't a traditional pocket quarterback, the fact that he can run, he can move, he can throw, I'm getting a lot of Kaepernick vibes. But the difference between the two is that Kaepernick didn't have a lot of pro systems and a lot of under-center snaps – and learn some of the nuances of the position where it feels like trey lance i mean north dakota state they're running a professional outfit out there even though it's the division two ranks so i think there's a lot to be encouraged with and if you were to create a player in a lab whether it's a video game or for the actual professional field you want a guy who's big who's strong who could throw a ball through a through a brick wall and who can run and take a hit well he checks all of those boxes
0: you know, you bring up Colin Kaepernick, and, and all those things are spot on. Steve Young ahead of his time, run, pass, option, develops into a pocket quarterback. Joe Montana could scramble around. You mentioned Jeff Garcia, of course, and Alex Smith at Utah when he was in college did a lot of those RPO spread concepts under Urban Meyer. The Kaepernick, Kaepernick excuse me, comparison is interesting to me because you're right. Trey Ledge at North Dakota State took a lot of snaps under center. They had the tight ends. They had the pro system. They had worked on things with Carson Wentz to get him pro ready when he was a top pick going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Kaepernick with the whole crazy pistol formation, it felt like he was more Lamar Jackson, right? What we see from Lamar Jackson at Baltimore is basically what Kaepernick was. And Ironically, they had the same offensive coordinator in Greg Roman. It looks like Trey Ledge, and from what what you hear early on in training camp, is... He hasn't done any of the scrambling. The only scrambling he really done is stepping up in the pocket, step, climbing the pocket to look for a throw. He hasn't really shown his running ability, but the pocket presence from what I saw from Trey Lance in college, it looks a lot better than where it was with Colin Kaepernick going into the pros. Now Kaepernick was special. I don't want to take anything away from him, but Trey Lance in the pocket I saw the guy throw the ball 60 yards down the field on a dime, hitting guys in stride. Oh, and if it, if the play was designed to run the football, well, he'll go do that. I don't want to see a lot of that from him with the design runs, especially going to try to bowl over secondary or quarterbacks and safeties because he did a lot of that at North Dakota State. But he has a combination of all those quarterbacks you reference. referenced. And I think that's why I'm excited about Trey Lance because when you get the bootleg game going, and you get Trey Lance on the perimeter, all of a sudden the defender's like, do I step up? Do I play the pass? And he'll beat you with the pass or with his legs. So at the bare minimum, Shasky, I think we'll see Trey Lance. If he doesn't start, I do think we'll see Shedhead throw some packages in for him, especially yeah. in the red zone, because he has a nose for the end zone.
1: You know, it, it, it's interesting. I think everybody in the last couple of years has started to really come to this epiphany. Man, it's a lot easier when your quarterback's six four six five and it's 230, and can run yeah. and can throw. Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, you're seeing a lot of teams that really try to, like, let's roll the dice on extreme athleticism, and we'll refine some of the pocket stuff. And so it'll be interesting to see Trey Lance. Sh- specialties.
0: Shasky, real quick, now sorry to cut you off, but why do you think that is now in the NFL? Because it feels like we came up, we grew up in the video game era, and we always played with a mobile quarterback. I know how you roll. I know how I roll. We were drafted Michael Vick. Donovan McNabb, if you want to unlock Randall Cunningham, you're getting all these quarterbacks who could do multiple things, throw the football, run the football. And it felt like there's been this hesitation to go all in on these type of quarterbacks, like a Josh Allen, like a Justin Herbert. Hell, Patrick Mahomes, you could throw him in that boat because he does things with his legs. Why do you think NFL teams are now adapting to this type of quarterback now? Is it because defenses are Faster, more athletic. Why do you think this move to the quote-unquote mobile quarterback is now taking the NFL by storm?
1: Oh, I think you have a couple of things here. Number one, you have quarterbacks learning at a younger age in seven on seven camps. Their skill by the time they get to college is so much more refined Mm -hmm. than it ever was. That's number one. Number two, the baseline for a lot of these guys, you have to be able to deliver the ball from the pocket or you will not be starting at the college level. So I think a lot of the athletes that we would like to describe from yesteryear, their baseline intangibles in the pocket and their baseline tangibles are just infinitely better than they were A generation ago, combine that with a lack of sophisticated pro style offenses in Mm -hmm. college, which is not producing a lot of offensive line play. Look at how many offensive linemen are drafted in the first round. Now let's contrast that with how many freak defensive linemen have been going in the first round year after year after year. I can point to just just, you know, certain teams back to back. Chase Young, Nick Bosa, every single year one of these guys is going in the top five and another guy's going right behind them. You just don't get a lot of left tackles anymore coming out into the top five. Right. And so you have elite defensive line play, you have – kind of poor offensive line play mm-hmm. with tons of free agency and moving parts it is by necessity that you have to have a quarterback who can make plays in structure and then when things break down can they make plays outside of structure I also think people like Patrick Mahomes and Russell Wilson the ability to make plays on the fly mm-hmm. has just increased through the through the roof right now and so that's what we're looking for I watched Josh Allen come to the San Francisco 49ers stadium and basically put on a clinic of how to go wow. five wide and run the orchestra extra pre-snap and then post-snap even when they had this guy dead to rights with with a linebacker coming freely released and it was just one-on-one he just gave the guy a little wiggle and then still was able to throw the ball down the middle so now it's not either or it's i want the best of both worlds and college is producing these players
0: and and you mentioned josh allen because i think that was the game that convinced kyle shenahan he had to rethink how he look mm-hmm. at the quarterback position. He had to rethink things here and move away from the Kirk Cousins and the quote-unquote pocket quarterback and move on to a guy who can move with his legs. And I agree with you there. And I'm glad you brought up the offensive line because that's something I want to talk about real quick. I know it's the boring aspect of football, quote-unquote, the boring aspect of everything. Nobody wants to talk offensive line, but we will every single week on San, Fr- San Francisco Training Camp Live here on the Odyssey app. The offensive line looks much more improved. And you talk about left tackles and right tackles and linemen who can't adjust to the NFL. Because I do think over the last five to ten years, there's been a trickle-down effect. You see it in college, poor offensive line play. Because I think primarily they're on an island in this spread offense where it's five guys in a two-point stand. And they're not running a quote-unquote NFL type of system. Now you're getting down your hand in the dirt. And the Niners have this offensive line where you got Alex Mack, a veteran. You yeah, have Trent Williams. I think Mike McLynchy will be very much improved, which allows Kyle Shanahan to do what he always loves to do, which is the biggest misnomer. I think about this 49ers offense. I think fans expect him. Oh man, Kyle Shanahan gets a quarterback. He's going to throw the ball 40 to 50 times a game. It's going to be bobs away. You got to air it out. The staple of the Shanahan offense is the run game. And I think if you have an offensive line like this offensive line that we see this season, if they're healthy, their run game will take off, which will lead to more downfield passing, but don't expect 40 to 50 passes. I think no. Shanahan typically wants to maul you into the ground and rather really run the ball like he did in 2019 when he ran it 12 straight times against Minnesota, when he pounded the Green Bay Packers at like seven to eight yards a clip. I think that's a staple of a Shanahan's offense, of a Shanahan offense, and I think this offensive line will be ready to roll uh, because they are much more improved
1: when we look at quarterback play, we never want to look at the offensive line. Part of why Tom Brady had a a Super Bowl victory was the offensive line that he had in front of him. It kept him upright, and I think part of the downfall at the end of 2019, the Super Bowl specifically, with the Mm -hmm. Weston-Richburg injury, the center position got dominated by Chris Jones in that game. You just go back and watch the film. You want to pick Mm -hmm. out all the isolated plays where Jimmy Garoppolo made the wrong decision or made an inaccurate throw? I'll listen to that, but let's also have the nuanced conversation about how Chris Jones dominated the right guard left guard and center in that entire game so them upgrading Mm -hmm. this particular offseason and getting Alex Mack a veteran who knows the system guy went to Cal that's a huge huge boon and then they finally invested in the right guard and getting the kid Banks from Mm -hmm. Notre Dame who looks like an absolute monster you need a bounce back year from the right tackle Mike McGlinchey who was really bad last year but as much as people want to rip Jimmy Garoppolo and and believe me I'll listen to some of it you got to also acknowledge the poor offensive line mm-hmm. play because Jimmy for all the things that he isn't the one thing he is is a tough son of a gun who's going to hang in there and deliver yep. the ball down the field mm-hmm. and you have to be able to stare stare that gun down the barrel is the quarterback pocket spot and make plays down the field when push comes to shove. That has been a strength of Jimmy's taking a hit, delivering the ball down the field, but you got to have an offensive line. So he doesn't get crushed play after play after play. Watch the Arizona right. game. He was running for his life week one last year.
0: Oh man. Uh, he looked bad The Miami dolphins game really po- sticks oh. out to me where Jimmy got lit up Ross Dwelly. Cause the tight end is part of the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Ross Dwelly, Had an OLA block, and Jimmy almost got murdered on that field at Levi Stadium. No joke. So the offensive line, we talk about that because it's going to lead to more downfield passing. And the guys, these quarterbacks, whether it's Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo, they're going to be throwing to a stud in George Kittle. They're going to throw to a stud in Brandon Ayuk. When healthy, Debo Samuel is a baller. But who else in this passing game will step up, Shasky? Because that's what I'm concerned about moving forward. Who's going to be that third receiver? Is going to be Richie James Jr.? Is Jalen Hurd finally going to stay healthy? Or is it going to be everybody's uh, favorite training camp wide receiver in Muhammad Sanu? Who's going to step up and catch some passes outside of IU Debo and, of course, George Kittle?
1: Well, I think this is an area where you're going to have to get creative and you're going to have to have somebody step up. Look, they need Debo Samuel to be healthy. Uh, he was an unbelievable factor for this team in 2019. As a rookie, had a monster year. Uh, I thought they got away from him in the Super Bowl. He was killing on the jet sweeps. I think he can do more in the passing game. But then I play opposite him, Brandon Ayuk, who's a much more polished route runner. I think they've got two really good young receivers. I don't think they're the best in the division. The division is loaded at wide receivers but they're really good and promising, but somebody else has to step up. George Kittle is outstanding. I'm so glad they paid him. We love George Kittle, one of the best inline blockers, one of the the most dynamic route runners as well at the tight end position. Mm -hmm. Let me throw a name at you that I actually think could be really dynamic in the pass game. What about Raheem Mostert coming out of the backfield, finding unique ways to get him the ball, finding ways to get Kyle Juszczyk the ball in the similar fashion that the 49ers used to use Tom Raffman? For me, Kyle Juszczyk doesn't touch the ball enough down the field, especially on those play-action plays where he's that lead blocker and people kind of forget about him. So this is where I'm paying Shanahan ridiculous amounts of money to find some ways to win in the margins with lesser talent, find a third wide receiver, find a way to utilize this running back by committee Mm -hmm. in the passing game.
0: I'm with you here because Mostert has speed. And we saw the first game of the season against Arizona, the young man Simmons out of Clemson, who was playing in his first ever NFL game, regular season game. Heck, they didn't have preseason last year. He tried to guard Mostert on an angle route and Mostert went 90 plus. 90 plus, it was untouched. Ridiculous. The first play of the game, you get a bit space on the sweep. Moster hits the sideline. Bye bye. Touchdown. We're blowing you out, New York Jets. So, but maybe that's why they drafted Trey Sermon. Because maybe there's not a lot of confidence from Kyle Shanahan in Raheem Mostert's hands. Trey Sermon, the young man out of Ohio State, by way of Oklahoma, does have good hands. I would love to see the running backs more involved. And you bring up Uzcheck. Utilize him a little bit more. He is a weapon. He's a fullback who can do do a little bit of everything. So I'm with you here where, you know, Shanahan has to get more creative. Because I don't trust the other assets. Sanu, Hurd. But how about Richie James Jr.? Because this is a guy where you had River Craycraft and Trent Taylor (laughs) against Green Bay on Thursday Night Football. And out of nowhere... Richie James Jr. has like nine, eight, nine catches for a buck eighty. I mean, it was ridiculous what he did on Thursday night football. How come this guy can't get on the field? I don't know. Because he's, he's got a lot of speed. And guess what? This isn't a secret. Speed kills.
1: There's no doubt about it. It does. I don't know what's going on with him. I mean, there's been lots of guys throughout the league who have had unbelievable athleticism and just don't line up properly. Don't understand Mm -hmm. where the soft spot and the coverages are. Can't remember plays. Like, these are the basic things that we don't see. We're just watching on television. Like, why why, why can't this guy get out there? It's a mystery to me, Bonte. I would like to see them utilize him more. Uh, But look, the reality is, if they suffer an injury at the wide receiver spot, I pivot from secondary as the biggest concern immediately to wide receiver being my biggest concern because one thing you got to do with a quarterback, whether it's Trey or Jimmy, you got to protect them and you got to give them weapons. And Mm -hmm. if you don't have multiple weapons on the outside, how do you expect to attack the entire field?
0: No, I'm with you there. You got to have weapons out here. And that's why I wanted to see them go after Julio Jones. Hey, Devontae Adams, I would like to see him. Somebody on the outside there. Let's shift over to the defense uh as we wrap up this San Francisco training camp live report. We're going to do this Monday and Friday at high noon on the Odyssey app and an and exclusive Odyssey production. We got Evan producing this bad boy, Joe Shasky, the butcher and Bonte Hill. Of course you can catch us on the morning show on the morning rolls, on 95 seven, the game from six to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. Defensively. I'm jacked up to see what happens here. I'm jacked up about Nick Bosa. I'm jacked up about D Ford, whether or not he's healthy. I'm jacked up about the secondary, but I'm also intrigued with what D'Amico Ryans will bring to the table as a first year defensive coordinator, replacing the lovable Robert Sala, who's now a head coach with the New York Jets. Are we going to see more blitzes? We're going to see more man defense. Is it going to mix in zone blitzes? What the heck does D'Amico Ryans have up his sleeve? Because I think this D line, Shasky, starting with them. They're as deep as they was two years ago when they advanced to the Super Bowl.
1: You know, you bring up the Robert Sala absence. That's gonna be crucial. Like for me, this is almost like the draft last night where you heard a lot of the NBA talk, a upside, floor, ceiling, you know, all these different things. I have no idea what the floor is for this defense. (laughs) This is a brand new defensive coordinator calling plays for the first time on that side of the ball as the head honcho, if you will. I I don't know Mm -hmm. what to expect from them. Are they going to run a 4-3, a 3-4, some sort of hybrid? Are they going to run the Seattle system essentially that they've run but Add that wide nine with Chris Kosarek, who was outstanding the last couple of years. But to me, it all starts. Whatever they're going to do on defense with that front four. And Nick Bosa's return is absolutely massive. We talked so much about this guy being one of the generational pass rushers. Him tearing his ACL last year was devastating for this defense. But yet yet they still found a way to be a top five defense and we'll get to that guy who i believe is the most important guy on that side of the ball but javon kinlaw year two year one to year two that growth as the guy who replaced the forest buckner eric armstead i need you to have a big time year this year and then i'm looking at d ford d you just got to be healthy if you can tell me right now d ford plays 32 of the snaps this year i will guarantee you this will be a great defense
0: Yes, no doubt about it. Because he was a factor in 2019 coming out that edge. And you Mm -hmm. mentioned Javon Kinlaw playing with Nick Bosa. I would just stack Kinlaw and Bosa together Mm -hmm. and let them go eat. Pick your poison. Who you're doubling. You're probably going to double Nick Bosa. Then I'm okay with... Kinlaw seeing a lot of one-on-ones because he is massive. And I think right now he's a better pass rusher than a run stuffer, although he got a lot better on bo- on both ends of the spectrum there. when it He's load. Rushing the passer and uh, stopping the run. We saw the quarterback sneak. He snuffed against the New York Giants. I'm like, whoa, 99, you're flashing, buddy. Fred Warner Jr., the captain of this defense, next to Jerry Greenlaw. I think this linebacker corpse. Just with these two right here, this linebacker duo is vastly underrated. Everybody talks about David, uh, Levante David, Mm -hmm. and Devon Smith down there in Tampa Bay. They talk about a, a few other guys. This duo right here is special. They both can play all three downs. They both could stop the run. They both are pretty solid in pass coverage. They have a lot of speed here. They are the glue to this defense to get these guys in the right sets to help out a secondary that's going to be without Richard Sherman. I'm really excited about Ken Law Warner Jr.
1: Fred Warner Jr. is a top 15 non-quarterback in the league, period. Like, Just look at all the positions, all the different players. I don't care who's doing the rankings. He's a top 15 player in the league non-quarterback. Like, This guy's Mm -hmm. a superstar. I'm so glad they paid him. He plays with class. He plays with strength. He doesn't come off the field. He dupes quarterbacks into throwing into the middle of the field against slot receivers. Steps in front and makes picks like a safety. Thumps like a defensive lineman. Runs like a gazelle. I mean, I have Mm -hmm. no problem paying this guy. He's an absolute stud. And I think Dre Greenlaw is an absolute monster as well opposite him. He's a great complimentary off- uh, outside linebacker. He can run. He can cover. Mm-hmm. Yes, at times he can over-pursue. He can get a little, I, I would say, twitchy where he jumps a play a little prematurely. But I am mad at that. This guy's a playmaker, no. and this is another guy that doesn't come off the field. I love this dude. Can you get something out of EBCam? Like that that's a question right. that I don't really know. I don't know how much he's gonna play this year. But the strength of this defense, as much as I look at that that, that uh, defensive line, linebackers, these two will not come off the field, and they no need doubt. to be healthy in twenty twenty one.
0: And how will they help the secondary? Jason Verrett, <laughs> can he stay healthy again? Had a spectacular season a year ago, got his money, but can he stay healthy? I love bringing back Kawal Williams. I'm Williams. I think is the best slot corner in all of football. He comes off the blitz. He comes off the edge with those blitzes. He plays really good corner. He's physical, considering how small he is. Can Emmanuel Mosley return to form from 2019 again? No, Richard Sherman. Who Richard Sherman? Let's be honest. He dogged it last year. He made a lot of business decisions. He started chirping about his money and now he remains unsigned. I hope he gets some help from what happened a few years, a uh, few weeks ago yeah. with that situation up in Seattle, but he dogged it last year. What, we'll, what will we get from this secondary here? Tony Jefferson, will he play? Can Tart stay on the field? Jimmy Ward's doing a lot of talking. He's rocking number one. What about these rookies? Diomador, Lenore from Oregon. He looks the part. I'm Ambry Thompson. Excuse me, Ambry Thomas from Michigan. He looks the part. What are we going to get from the secondary?
1: This is the biggest question mark on the team for me. Like, if we were to rank areas of concern, I have no idea what I'm getting from my (laughs) secondary. I mean, let's be real. Jaquaski Tart. when he's been out there, he's been solid. Mm. He's hurt all the time. I mean, he's Mm -hmm. hurt all the time. But when he plays, he's really solid. Jimmy Ward has been a really good safety for the 49ers. But the reality is, is he doesn't get a lot of turnovers. And right. in the modern NFL, God, I'd like to get, just generate a little more turnovers in the back end of that that team. He hasn't had interceptions. since 2017, Ponte. Wow. I mean, wow. it's 2021. And then wow. you talk about the cornerback play. Jason Verrett had a great year last year. This guy didn't play football for three years prior I to know. that. I, I know. I, I mean. Keeping him together, duct taped. I mean, I hope it happens, but they have a lot of question marks. And I would love for one of these youngsters to step up and really just steal a job because one of them is just the man. I have a hard time seeing that right now. To me, the defensive line is going to have to generate unbelievable pressure to take away a lot of the concerns that I have for me to even believe that this secondary is for real.
0: And the secondary can't slip, Shasky. You mentioned the rookies. I would love to see Lenore step up or Thomas step up, but they're rookies. And within this division, the NFC West, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, DeAndre Hopkins, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. You got McVay talking up Deshaun Jackson, even though we know he's only going to play about four games before popping a hamstring. This division's tough. And you're seeing some top flight quarterbacks here. So that's our first rendition. That's it. 30 minutes just flew by here as we break down the 49ers Monday and Friday. High noon, high noon, San Francisco training camp live with Joe Jasky the Butcher. Bonte Hill hosting a morning roast from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Monday through Friday on 95.7 The Game. We're talking football, baby. We're talking football all training camp long as the Niners get ready for the season opener against the Detroit Lions. Will it be Trey or Jimmy G? What will we'll Shanahan have his store? How's this defense going to look? So many questions about this football team oh. with a loaded, loaded roster.
1: And before we get on out of here, how about them 94 throwbacks, oh, baby? I, Let's go. We'll do
0: that on Monday. The throwback uniforms, what they got in store at Levi's Stadium, John Taylor, Patrick Willis, and Brian Young Let's going go. to the 49ers Hall of Fame. Going to be Let's a lot go. of fun. That's it for us. See you Monday for SF Training Camp Live.